And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander. This episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop. 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. And as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, how you guys feeling? Guys and gals, how you feeling on this Sunday evening? Tough loss for the Toronto Raptors as they fall to DeMar DeRozan and company. San Antonio Spurs 105 to 104. Raptors really let this game slip away. But thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Shelm Alexander. Thank you guys as always for tuning in as you do live on Twitter after each and every Toronto Raptors game at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, where we take your comments and questions live because this, the Wrap It Up podcast, is your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. We got you covered, Raptors fans. We're here for you. So please send in your comments and questions, whether, again, it's on Instagram or on Twitter, and we will read those comments and questions live. Let me know what you think because that was a tough, tough loss for the Toronto Raptors. And just know... If you come in the podcast late or you want to follow along later on, you got something else to do right now, don't worry. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Like and subscribe, tell your friends, all that fun stuff as we continue to build this to wrap it up movement. So, Raptors lose a tough one to the San Antonio Spurs. And really, it was the fourth quarter. The Raptors blew this game. They lose 105 to 104. And This game, to start anyways, had the welcome back theme, right? Finally, after 11 games out of the lineup, Pascal Siakam and Norman Powell both returned to the Raps lineup. And it was, if you think about it, the Raptors had a 6-5 record over that span since they lost Gasol and Pascal and Norm. And if you look at that, you tell me they came out 6-5 in that stretch, you take that. 100 times out of 100. Great run by the Raps. And... It's good, too, because at the same time, you're looking at it and you're thinking heavy minutes being played by Kyle, by Serge, and now you get those guys back, you get to ease back the minutes a little. But also, it brings up a little competition, right? Because now there's a battle for minutes because guys like Patrick McCaw, guys like, you know, um, Terrence Davis, who obviously had his career best night the last game the Raps had in uh, Charlotte, all these guys are going to be trying to get minutes, and now how are you going to earn said minutes? Where are the shots going to come from? But it's a good problem to have if you're Nick Nurse, and nothing new for Nick Nurse who's coached at every level and had to deal with stuff like this. But either way, a great sight to see Pascal and Norm back in the lineup, and this game really started out well for the Raps. I mean, Pascal was getting busy. He had DeMar in the post, and he was going to work early on. Siakam started, hit his first three shots, hit a pull-up three. Things were looking good for Pascal. He had 12 points, started five of six from the floor. And I don't know if it's rust. I don't know if he didn't have his legs under him. But in crunch time, Pascal Siakam didn't have it. And to me, that's where the Raptors lose this game. In crunch time, because here's the thing about the NBA, right? You're going to have runs, and we know the theme of this season 
NBA-wide is the fact that it's a game of runs on 100,000 trillion. You've always heard people say that. The NBA is a game of runs. But now, the pace of play that teams play at, the fact that teams shoot so many more threes, I guess even the Spurs to a lesser extent, but still, the pace of play leads to so many different runs. So the Raptors, who, I mean, were up, what, 18 at one point in this game? The fact that that lead gets erased, it's not good, but it's also a thing that happens in this modern NBA where teams just go up and down and get hot, and that's what happened to the Raptors here. The Spurs started out the fourth quarter on a 29-9 to run to start that fourth quarter, and at that point, I was thinking the Raps were done. It was 98-91. The Raptors' offense had stalled. And they weren't even getting stops. To me, that was the wor- the most worrying part because the one thing that this Raptors team prides itself on, regardless of who's in the lineup, is getting stops. And they failed to get stops in that fourth quarter because the way that the, the Spurs were getting all their points, it was all in the paint. DeMar DeRozan was driving and getting to the basket at will and then getting open shots for not only himself but other people as well. Even Rudy Gay driving down the lane for dunks. That can't happen if you're the Toronto Raptors. If you're a team with championship expectations, you got to get stops late. And especially when that's how your team is built. And, you know, I know you might look at it and you say, hey, there's legs involved. Siakam and Norm playing in their first game in 11 games for the Raps. But when you look at the, the numbers, Nick Nurse, to me, did a really good job in this game in terms of keeping those guys' minutes down. Siakam only played 30 minutes in this game. Norman Powell played 31. Kyle Lowry's still at 39 minutes, which you would think once you get Pascal and Norm back, you think Kyle's numbers are probably going to come down from a minutes perspective, and they didn't because they needed Kyle Lowry in this game. And there's a bunch of different ways you can look at it. I know that Nurse kind of had an extended run with his bench where he left the bench in for a while. But to be honest, I'm not mad at that because... There's multiple reasons, right? One, you want to reward those guys for the fact that they just played their asses off for the past two weeks without some of your star players. So you want to still give them a go, give them an opportunity to battle for minutes going forward. But also, you just don't want to throw Pascal and Norm back into the fire and have those guys playing 40 minutes in their first game back. So I'm okay with the fact that Nick Nurse extended the minutes of the bench in this game. The problem with that The all-bench lineup wasn't good. It really wasn't. The bench struggled in this game. And, I mean, you got some points from Rondé, but he was 3 of 9. Boucher had 7 points. Patrick McCaw. I mean, Matt Thomas had a couple threes. But overall, the bench wasn't good. And you could argue and make a very good argument that Nick Nurse left the bench in for too long. But I'm going to go the other way on this because I think I'm not mad at him extending the bench in this game. Because at the end of the day, it's, what, January 12th? You're getting your two starters back in terms of Norm and Fred, or sorry, Norm and Pascal, and you can't have them come right back in and play heavy minutes right away. You can't do that. That's not realistic. That's just not smart. Especially when you're dealing with a team that has shown that, hey, you got bench guys that can play. You got to be able to survive those minutes. And even if, you got to think about it, even if, The bench does blow the lead. I say this all the time. Basketball is a very simple sport when you break it down at certain points. And it ends up being a close game late. 
and it just comes down to execution. My best player versus your best player. And sometimes that's just how simple basketball becomes. Who can execute the most down the stretch? And in this game, it was the San Antonio Spurs. And I'm not even going to put it all on the offensive side because I know the Raptors struggled. The Raptors' struggles were atrocious in this game. There was, what, a four-minute stretch where the Raptors didn't get a bucket? That can't happen, right? It, it just can't happen. The Spurs had, what, a 10-0 run for a bit there in that uh, fourth quarter? That, again, can't happen. And if not for, you know, Nurse calling a timeout, finally it looked like the Raps kind of woke up as they hit. At one point, we mentioned the run that the Spurs went on, right? Spurs were up 98-91. To be honest, at that point, I thought the game was done. And credit to the Raps, credit to Nick Nurse. He calls a timeout, and the Raps get back-to-back-to-back threes to come back in this game. As Lowry knocked one down, Norm, who I thought had a really good game, he knocked one down, and even Serge. Serge hits a three, and I thought, okay. Like, Serge got the ball, and I was thinking, Serge can't hit that shot, right? But he knocked it down with confidence, and Serge Ibaka having another great game, and it ended the Raptors' route, or the, the Raptors' drought, pardon me, and it tied the game at 100, and it's a brand-new ball game at that point. So to me, you can have all the excuses you want about, you know, who's in the lineup, all bench lineups, bad defense, coming back from injuries, however you want to break it down. But bottom line, the score was 100 to 100. And there's, what, two minutes left in the game? So at that point, it just comes down to execution. That's it. On both ends of the floor. And the Raptors letting Marco Bellinelli get, what, three wide-open looks? And he missed the first two, which, if you're a basketball fan, you know you're kind of lucky when Bellinelli's missing open threes. But then he finally hit one, and that was the one that put the Raps in the hole. And they still had a chance to come back. And this is what I'm talking about, crunch time. And it becomes your best player versus their best player. DeMar DeRozan was making plays. The Raptors tried to dump it into... They tried to dump it into Siakam. Siakam had the chance. He hits DeMar with the spin move and then missed the layup. And that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And this coming after Siakam had the chance to, you know, add to the Raps' lead when he goes to the free throw line and misses the free throw. So now you're talking crunch time. We talked about what DeMar did. DeMar with 22 points in the second half. Pascal Siakam, I mentioned, started the game with 12 points on five of six shooting. And then the rest of the way, my guy had three points on, I want to say, one of 11 shooting, if we count that last three-point attempt at the buzzer. So not a good look down the stretch if you're Pascal Siakam. And hey, maybe that's where you look and you say it's injuries and it's his first game back and he's got to get back into the groove. But I just thought even throughout that game, when I looked at the shots that Pascal was taking when he was successful early on in the game and things were going to the basket, I felt a lot of the game, the rest of the time, when he was struggling with the shooting, he was just settling for shots. And I think that was also, that's not just to pin it on Siakam, because I feel like that was a problem for a lot of the Raptors. And a lot of the talk throughout the broadcast was about how the Raptors only took 11 free throws in this game, whereas the Spurs had 30. And there's always a lot of talk about those numbers, but I always like to figure out you got to match the eye test with the numbers, right? 
Because the numbers, you look at that and you say, how did the Raptors only shoot 11 free throws and the Spurs got 30? Well, looking at the numbers, it doesn't seem fair. But when you watch the game and you match that to the eye test, the Raptors weren't really being aggressive in driving to the basket. They're settling for a lot of just jumpers and taking the threes because they can. Were they good shots? They were okay shots. They were missing shots. But when the other team is firmly driving to the paint consistently, they're going to get calls. And that's how you end up on the free throw line. DeMar DeRozan, which you're familiar with his game, familiar with his resume, 11 for 14 from the free throw line. I think it was 10 for 10 in the second half. And the Raptors on the flip side, again, a lot of the shots, it was perimeter-oriented. Even Serge, Serge was doing his work in the paint, but Serge was still hitting the little jump hooks. It wasn't really aggressive going to the basket. And let's be honest, a great game had by DeMar DeRozan, dare I say punctuated by that massive, massive, massive dunk on uh, Chris Boucher. And poor Chris Boucher. I, I mean... I want to rep Boucher because he tries to block literally everything moving, and I think that that's a good thing. There's not really that many dudes in the league anymore that are out there trying to block everything because the other part is when that happens, sometimes you get dunked on. That's just the nature of being an actual or trying to be an actual shot blocker. So I'm not going to knock Chris Boucher for getting dunked on because he literally tries to block everything. But with that said, that was a mean dunk by DeRozan. Dare I say he cocked that joint back and banged on him? That was a mean, mean dunk by DeMar DeRozan. Got to give credit where credit's due. And if you really think about it, DeMar DeRozan's first game back in Toronto last year, when you think about how that game ended, with DeMar basically, you know, the Spurs were in control, the Raptors basically have to try to get fouls and hope to win a free throw shooting contest. And DeMar, if you remember, DeMar dribbling the ball up the floor, Kyle and uh, Kawhi hit him with the double team. He gives up the ball. Kawhi steals it, goes down the floor, dunks it. Raptors win. That was a horrible, horrible loss for DeMar DeRozan. So you take what happened last year and have him show out like he did in this game tonight where you're talking 25 points on 7 of 12 shooting from DeMar. That's very, very, very efficient scoring if you're DeMar DeRozan. Can't even be mad at him. A good game, but I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what you guys think, how you feel watching DeMar DeRozan have a game like that against the Raptors, and also just in a game where the Raptors blew that game. They really did. I mean, another great night from Serge Ibaka, who had 21 and, 12, 21 and 14 for his career-high eighth straight double-double. Kyle Lowry also had a double-double as he had 16 points and a season-high 15 assists. Norm Powell, I thought, played great. You know, in his first game back, he had 20 points, 8 of 14 shooting, 4 of 7 from three-point land. I thought he was solid. And Siakam, 15 points, 6 of 17 shooting. He's got to just figure out his shot selection a little more. That's what I think. Just my opinion. But hey, as I said, this is about the live and interactive Raptors podcast, getting your comments and questions, what you guys think about this game. And to me, to be honest, it was, it's good to see those guys back. And now you just got to figure out your rotation as these guys come back and get minutes. But at the end of the day, if you're the Toronto Raptors and you're up in this game, you're up by what 18 at one point. Yeah. They're up at 18. 
The Spurs had a 19 to 5 run at one point to take the lead, and the Raptors went four minutes and 58 seconds between field goals. When you have droughts like that, you're not going to win in the NBA. You're just not. To have a five minute drought in the fourth quarter in in crunch time, basically, you're not going to win like that. And and that's a tough loss. It's a tough loss, but we know Pascal Siakam. We know that Siakam is going to get back in the lab. He's going to take this personally, and he's going to come back out in the next game and have a good game because we that's what we've seen from Pascal so far. But again, I've always said this. The Raptors, when they lose games down the stretch, from the start of the season, you can go back to the very first podcast. I said my thing that I'll be looking for, the Raptors, just paying attention to them night in, night out, is what happens in winning time. Because that, to me, is going to be the biggest key. That's what playoff games are won and lost, and that's how playoff games are decided on what happens in winning time. Who do you go to? Who's going to make the plays? And in this game, that was not Pascal Siakam. Will it be in the future? Maybe. We don't know. But as of now, in this game, he didn't, in this game, in this game, he didn't want the smoke and crunch time. Uh, but either way, Good game by the Raps. Good to have all the, the bodies back. And now you really start to try to hope that you can have a stretch of health. Not sure when Freddie's coming back. And you got to get Kyle's minutes down somehow. But either way, welcome sight to see those dudes back. But let's get to some comments. Do our little Ask on Blast segment where we just simply take your comments and questions. Because as mentioned, this is the live and interactive podcast where we'd want to get your comments. Let me know what you think about this Toronto Raptors game. And, you know, this whole thing to me is about hearing what you guys think as well, because I've always had my thoughts on DeMar. I've always been conflicted watching DeMar do his thing, but I want to know what you guys feel like watching this game in our Ask on Blast segment, where we just take your comments and questions on what we like to call the Wrap It Up podcast. Uh, let's see, JC checks in and says... JC checks in on Twitter and says, I'm not mad about that game. Just happy to see our guys back and doing all right. I thought it was a fun game to watch regardless of the loss. I can agree with that. That was an entertaining game. It was a game filled with runs. The fact that the Spurs came back and made it interesting. As mentioned, the DeMar dunk was massive. Boucher bouncing back and having a dunk on the other end. That was also massive. So there were highlights in this game. There were runs going both ways. It came all the way down to the wire. It was execution. That Raptors run, like when Norm hit that three and then Surge followed that up to tie the game, that building, like when you see that building, the juice in the building like that, like that's hype. That was fun. It was a fun game to watch. Again, not the results you'd want Raptors fans, but hey, Still a solid game, if you ask me. Uh, let's see. More comments here on Instagram. We have Norman Pascal back. They're rusty, They're rusty, but we're good, though. I could agree with that. Uh, Mike says, Spurs have been upsetting teams of late. Yeah, the Spurs have been on a good run, and so has DeMar DeRozan, right? DeMar has been a lot more efficient as of late. He's been doing a really good job, and the Spurs have been playing better as they, you know, try to make a charge to try to get back into that playoff picture in uh, the Western Conference, which we know the battle for eighth is very hectic. But, you know, the Spurs have been able to string together a couple of games lately to get them right back into that picture. So a good sight to see there for sure. Uh, let's see. Saucy to Grassy on Instagram checks in and says, how the Raptors just let the Spurs run it back like that. 
Again, I think it's just defense. At the end of the day, this Toronto Raptors team always prides itself on playing defense. And I don't know what happened or the reasoning for it because the Raps are well-rested. They haven't played since Wednesday, right? And the minutes for Siakam and Norm were, were kept down. So there's really no excuse for the fact that possession after possession after possession, the Spurs were just allowed to drive right down the lane and get either an easy layup, an easy dunk, or a wide-open look for someone else on their team. I just think when that happens, that's, that was really the key for the Spurs win. And I also just think the Raptors, when they look at themselves in the mirror after this game, they know that's not the defense that they're known of playing. And it's a correctable mistake. And hey, when you're up 18 in a game, maybe you take your foot off the gas a little, which isn't an excuse, more of an explanation. But they got got by the Spurs. They were up big. They were totally in control of the game. And... As mentioned, and there's people in the mention saying this, maybe they left in the bench a little too long. I don't know. But either way, bad loss for the Raps if you ask me. But hey, uh, let's see. Let me get to, I'm scrolling back up on the Instagram feed because there's a lot of comments here. Uh, Pastor Wesley says, we tend to struggle against teams that do a good job of preventing transition offense. I will say that is one of the keys for the Raptors' success. Right? Can they get out and run? And going back to Pascal, who I think struggled tonight, he didn't really get easy buckets in transition. And the Raps are at their best when they're pushing the pace. This game, for the most part, was a, a Kyle Lowry masterpiece. Like, I mean, my guy was conducting things on the offensive end. He was setting guys up, getting guys shots. But the Raps as a team, their success comes from their transition game. And a lot of that starts on, again, on defense right? Their ability to get create turnovers and turn that into offense. And we didn't really see that much of that in tonight's game. And I think that was a real problem for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, that guy, Damone, checks in on Instagram and says, we got comfortable. Nobody played with urgency in the fourth quarter. I totally agree with that. And I think that, you know, it's just a mindset. We know that. We've watched the Raptors long enough to know that most often than not, their mindset is to shut things down on the defensive end, to stop runs on the defensive end, and that didn't happen in this game at all. Uh, on Twitter, Captain Save a Bro checks in and says, it's good to see them back, hurt to watch the lead diminished, sad to see Siaka miss clutch shots. I want to know, I want to ask you guys something. Do you think is... You could say Siakam. You know Siakam's the best player on the team. That's cool. He's your max player, all that. But does that mean that he has to be the guy in crunch time? I'm asking the question. I don't know. I mean, I, I've, as I said, that's been the biggest thing that I've wanted to see from the start of the season and how that, you know, how that develops over the year and how you you see that happen in the playoffs. But it does Siakam have to be the main guy in crunch time? We saw it in Charlotte. Kyle Lowry was able to get big boy buckets right down the stretch. Norm, when Norm's on, we know Norm's not scared. We know Norm wants to take the shots, but is he the guy? I don't. I literally don't know the answer, but I'd love to know what you guys think because I, I do believe that Siaka maybe can be that guy, but I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's there yet. Um, someone says, uh, remember... 
This is just practice. And I'm going to say this is going to be a reminder that I'll give people a lot throughout this season because I know there's always a constant uh, comparison to what the record was last year at this point to this year. And I'm just going to say, when you had Kawhi Leonard on your team, who has a resume, who has done it in the postseason, he can say the regular season is just practice. (laughs) This Raptors team can't. Because this Raptors team needs to get the wins in the regular season to make sure that they have home court advantage in certain series. This Raptors team needs to get wins to make sure that they're not in a tough 4-5 matchup. So this whole, you know, oh, it's just 82 practices? No, 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 no. That's not, I'm not about that life this season. You got to get wins, period. Because you don't want to end up in that 4-5 matchup where it could be you against the Sixers in that first round. I mean, can you beat the Sixers? Of course you can. But you don't want that as a first round matchup. You'd want to rather try to get up to third, try to get up to second, and hopefully get that matchup, you know, where you're playing, I don't know, Brooklyn or something, right? It's just me. Just my opinion. Just my thoughts, man. <laughs> right or wrong. Just what I'm feeling at the time. Is that the line? That's the whole line, yeah. Um, more comments. Uh, Siakam has the post, the mid-range deep moves. He has to be the closer. That's what Mike says. Hey, maybe that's it. And it's just a matter of us watching him develop, right? Like you don't just become Kawhi. You don't just become LeBron. You don't just become Kobe. And I'm not saying Pascal's going to become those guys. I'm just saying that you have to start somewhere and we're not seeing it now. But maybe he gets to that point where he becomes more confident on the offensive end in crunch time. Another comment here on Twitter says, our bench needs to develop not defense, but offense skills. It's an interesting point. I think, though, the key to this Raptors bench and the key to the Raptors being able to maintain during all those injuries was the fact that you have that mentality where it starts on the defensive end. And you need to keep that mentality throughout because that wins you games. That that keeps you in games, right? Games where your shot's not falling. That's how you'll stay in the games is with your defense. And so with your bench, that's all you ask because really your bench is just there to, like when you really break it down, your bench is there to buy time, to buy minutes for your starters to rest. So all you want the bench to do, and I know the bench gave up the lead in this game, but really we know that there's another reasoning for it. There's a method to the madness from Nick Nurse in terms of giving the bench that many minutes, right? So we accept it in this game. You hope it gets a bit better. You hope that you figure out the rotation going forward. But hey, so far, not a good night tonight for the Raptors bench, and especially late. Uh, Let's see, We the Mutt (laughs) on Instagram checks in and says, Siakam tried to be Kawhi tonight and flopped. He could have passed the ball. No, that last second. Um, The shot at the very end, I mean, it's a scramble play. You're getting the ball off a rebound. You know, there's a lot going on. You're trying to dribble around defenders. You're trying to look around to see if someone's open. You're trying to see how much time you have to shoot. Like, there's a lot going on. I'm not going to blame Siakam for that last second three. That was a tough play to make. I think it came down to the plays before that. Hitting your free throws, kids, (laughs) right? That one free throw, you lose a one-point game and Siakam missed a free throw late. So, you know, hit your free throws, kids. That's always a lesson there. But also... You know, 
He missed that layup. That's a tough layup, man. It's a tough layup to miss. Tie game, you against DeRozan. You hit him with your spicy P-spin move, and you just missed a, you missed a chippy. You missed a layup. That, that's how games are decided, right? On one play. Immeasurables uh, checks in on Instagram and says, the all-bench lineup was terrible. Totally agree with that. I thought Terrence Davis really struggled in this game, and he falls into the trap that happens a lot with this team, right? Because you hear me say the same things about Pascal and OG and Norm. Terrence Davis, you need to start, like the thing is, be aggressive. Go to the basket first. Get something going to the cup. Then work your way outside and take those shots. Those threes that he was missing, but also Siaka missed a lot in this game, you can shoot that shot. That shot is going to be there probably every single time down the floor. You can get that shot. So does that mean you take it every time? No, of course not. You work and try to get a better shot, get yourself going first, getting something towards the basket. Then when you're feeling good, you step out and knock down those threes. And I think Terrence Davis, remember last game, what really got him going? When he drove to the basket and threw down that huge dunk early. Then he stepped out and he's knocking down threes in OT. Once you're feeling it, you're feeling good. You've seen the ball go through the rim. You look at this game, it was just jumper missed after jumper missed after jumper missed. And Terrence Davis, after having a career night, after being challenged by his coach and answering the call, he went 0 for 6 in this game, 0 for 5 from three-point land. See what I mean? Like, of his six shots, five of them were from three. You'd rather have something going towards a basket. Just my opinion. Akeem checks in and says, uh, in regarding to the bench, he says he left them in way too long. They didn't cost us the game, though. I agree with that because I think, hey, you get the you get to the point where it's a close game and it's tied at 100 and it just comes down to my best player versus your best player. The Raps were right there, just couldn't get over the hump. Um, more comments here. Well, we were well-rested, no excuses. I agree with that. Uh, more comments here. <laughs> Someone just says, I just can't with the rap sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. It's a tough loss, but hey, that happens. Q checks in and says, raps in score for four minutes and 58 seconds. I mean, when that happens, it's tough. Very tough. Uh, Dan says, belt to have a heart condition with all these close games. It's true. The Raptors, as of late, Close game central for sure. Very tough. Um, Norm Powell was even nice. Fresh from the injury. That was impressive. Yeah, I thought Norm looked really good. And Norm is a perfect example of what I was just talking about. If you look at Norm early on in the game, he was getting his buckets going to the cup. He made a, a conscious decision to go to the cup early, then stepped out, knocked down his shots. Just saying. The other thing too, being aggressive and getting to the cup, that's how you get more free throw attempts. And you don't get out chance from the free throw line 30 to 11. Because that's not all on the refs. Again, check out the eye test. How many times are the Raptors driving to the basket, trying to force plays at the rim? If you look at it, it was the Spurs with the hard attempts at the rim all the time, right? Um, more comments. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dio's mom checks in and says, Hey, was that our glow girl smile on the tangerine fan forward? And she checks in and says, Yes. 
That's amazing. I did notice that in this game. And if I'm not mistaken, is that not the second time? I feel like I feel like Glow Girl Smile has been on the the Tangerine fan forward before. I could be wrong, but I think that's a thing already, no? Um, I'm sure she'll check in and tell us in the comments. Uh, Pastor Wesley says, would love to see OG Yama, Yama dunk on DeRozan. OG, I would like to see a lot of things from OG. Can't, can't, can't lie about that. Um, Aizmi, who checks in, and for those who follow the pod, one of our regulars that always uh, comments here is Jeff Berg, who is probably the mayor of Boucher Island. And they ask, I wonder how Jeff Berg felt after that dunk. And hey, I don't know. I haven't seen a comment yet from Mr. Jeff Berg, so I'm sure if he is around, he will comment shortly. But I'll say this much. Again, I'm not mad at Chris Boucher for getting dunked on like that. I respect the fact that he tries to challenge everything at the rim. Not mad at it at all. He tries to block everything. And when you're a shot blocker, sometimes you get dunked on. It just happens. It just happens. And I'd rather have that than guys just openly driving down the lane and throwing down dunks, right? Uh, Akeem says, just tired of these offensive droughts. Can't happen all the, can't happen. Call a timeout, make a sub, do something. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of right, but I also think at a certain point, you have your guys out there, right? And Nurse did call the timeout. They did make a run to still make it a close game, but this is where it matters a lot more about, you know, we talk about the crunch time buckets, but, and I know you guys hear me talk about Kawhi a lot and how much I miss Kawhi, but to me, the thing is five minute offensive droughts, right? The key is you need someone who could just get you a bucket, maybe even just get to the line, just something when you're laboring to stop the run. And we know, cause we watched it all last season. That's what Kawhi could do, right? And sometimes you see it from Kyle. You didn't see it tonight, but when you're in the drought, you need the points. Can someone just get to the free throw line to just stop the bleeding? And they didn't even get that. And that's the toughest part where it's not just about crunch time scoring. Can you get a bucket? It's when the offense is laboring, there's no ball movement, and they just try to dump it in and it's ISO, ISO, or someone just settling for a three. It's like, that's when that mid-range game, you know, going back to the Mello game in Portland where Mello has his move, right? One dribble, two dribble, pull up. That's just a gym shot that he's been working on every single day of his life, probably since going back to high school. And when you look at that, and that's the difference between good and great, all-star, Hall of Famer, like those are the levels of it. And do you have someone on your team that you could just give the ball to and they can get a bucket when you need it? That's what I want to see from the Rabs. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says she's driving back from the game but listening to the podcast. Hey, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, also says DeMar marked this game on his calendar. Redemption for him. Are you guys happy to see that redemption for DeMar? Does DeMar still hold a soft spot for you guys? Um, we got one comment here. Uh, Cohen checks in and says, love DeMar as a person and as an offensive player. I ain't mad if he dunks on us. <laughs> Fair enough. It also is just a regular season, right? Let him have his let him have his dub, right? Uh, Akeem says so. Siakam had twelve in the first quarter, I believe, but finished with fifteen points. 
That is correct. It wasn't a good game for Pascal Siakam. It wasn't. And also, too, the thing that's kind of tough, in fairness, that I will bring up, which, again, I'm not trying to make excuses. I have no reason to try to make excuses for Pascal. I try to figure out explanations for things and let you guys make a decision on what you think. But with the minutes that Siakam played, he only played 30 minutes, but it was also a different kind of rotation for him, right? So it meant long stretches on the bench, longer stretches on the bench. Now also you're coming back from injury and it's a hamstring injury. You know, does it get a little tight the longer that you sit on the bench? I don't know. I have no idea. But again, just trying to come up with plausible explanations for things, right? Tammy says, all need to figure out uh, shot selection. So many times Matt was open, but the others thought they couldn't make a three. Come on. Yeah, there were some times there where the ball wasn't fully swung around. And Serge, and I don't even want to say that much negative about Serge, who continues to ball out. There were a couple times where Serge, who did hit three threes in this game, three of six, but there were moments where he didn't complete the swing, where Serge is a solid three-point shooter, but he's not a great three-point shooter. And I think that time, when you want to complete the swing, you, the reason why you're doing that is because you have the good shot, but when you make that one extra pass, you're getting someone else a great shot. And it's tough to knock Surge in this game. So I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go too in depth and try to knock Surge. Because I think he had a he had a good stop. Uh more comments on Instagram. I wish Siakam was more willing to drive to the basket when a shot stops falling. Totally true. I think going to the basket also gets you to the free throw line. Get your free throws up. You know, Siakam shot zero or uh one for two from the line for Siakam, right? And two of those free throws came super late in the game. But throughout the game, you're telling me 15 points on 17 shots? It's not enough. You want to see Siakam get free throws. Uh, one of my boys checks in. Demir checks in and just says, Bro, what happened? I was watching football. I was watching the football game. How did they lose? Well, uh, wraps were up big. Fourth quarter drought. Couldn't get any buckets. DeMar took over in that second half. They couldn't stop DeMar. They couldn't stop anyone. And they couldn't get buckets to drop on the offensive end. That equals an L. And, I mean, hey, end of the day, not a good look for the Raps as they fall to the San Antonio Spurs, 105 to 104. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. Really appreciate you guys, whether you are tuning in on Instagram, as you do after each and every Toronto Raptors game on this Wrap It Up podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. Also taking your comments and questions on Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you ever need to get caught up, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Please, please, please like and subscribe. Spread the love that is this to Wrap It Up podcast. Again, your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show that exists. We're here for you after each and every game. And that's something that's very important to me that I appreciate you guys rocking with me because wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. Love talking to you guys. Love being able to talk through these games, talk through these wins or losses, trying to figure out what happened, what the Raps need to change or fix going forward. So really appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Because as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Oh, blast.